This is Ashland Connected, sharing stories of success in our connected communities, inspiring you to get connected to Ashland Connected, a presentation of the Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce, is brought to you by the Bill Harris dealerships in Ashland and Loudonville. Now, here's your host, Amy Daubenspeck. Hi, Chamber friends. Today on Ashland Connected, we are going to talk about how dogs save lives. And I'd like to introduce my guests today, Ian Robinson and Holly Brummett from Buddy's Buddies. Hi, guys. How are you today? So good. How are you? Very good. Very good. We're happy to have you with us. So let's get right to it. Why don't you guys give us just a quick overview of what Buddy's Buddies is about? Yeah, so Buddy's Buddies, we... uh... It's been a long time coming, and we started it this year. Uh, it started in December, got a kennel, and we provide dogs for veterans, um, specifically service dogs for veterans and first responders, Gold Star families in Ohio, and we are here in Ashland County. We take the dogs all the way from puppies all the way up to grown service dogs and and provide them uh, to the vets, no free, uh, free of charge to them. And... Uh, uh, we have lots of good partners, so and always looking for more for sure. <laughs> what uh, prompted you to want to start this venture? I'm a veteran myself. I was in the Air Force, combat wounded, and had a lot of problems. I have a dog of my own, and I saw what kind of things that the dog did for me in my life. I wanted to carry that on. I've got a, uh, I've got a, a long history with dogs. Uh, in the Air Force, and and was was just ready to uh, to to start that journey and get to saving lives. That's really what it's all about, you know. Well, it's very timely right now with Memorial Day just being yesterday. So we we thank you for your service. Um, we appreciate you putting yourself out there and trying to make lives better, just like it worked out for you. Tell me a little bit more about the dogs. I am a huge dog lover myself. I have three dogs, so I can talk about dogs all day. Sure. Well, we have eight puppies right now um, that we are that we're planning on using for dual purposes. One um, to breed and and create generations of reliable service dogs, but also um, to you know give to the veterans that they can have a service animal with them. Um, We're training them. We have a kennel that we run that you know that they live at primarily. Um, Occasionally one of them comes home with us. We do a little training. We do a little self-care you know and that kind of thing. Um, But we do uh, we do have eight dogs. Um, One is uh, going to be primarily our own service dog uh, for the kennel as far as breeding. And then we'll handle the other seven dogs um, for for veterans. But we do have a, a long-term plan as far as what we're going to be doing with the dogs. We'll provide veterinary care. We'll provide the, the materials that they need for the veterans so that it is virtually zero cost to the veteran to be able to take care of the animal. Oh, that's amazing. Um, we do also provide ongoing support for all of these dogs so that as the veteran has different life changes, maybe a new medical condition or a new house babies, you know, those kinds of things that come along. Um, we we make sure that that they feel comfortable with their service dog transitioning into the new phase of life. Now, do you guys do all the training yourselves or do you have other trainers that are involved? How so does right that now work? we do all the training ourselves. And um, it comes from a long line of training, you know, military working dogs. And then just, you know, transitioning into a... A, an atmosphere where the dogs are serving and helping and, you know, 
helping with medical with a medical need, right? So, so the uh, everyone that that we approve for a dog has a medical need for the dog, and that dog is constantly serving in that need, whether it's PTSD support or whether it's medical alert. So there's several different types of medical alert. You can do um, heart alert issues. You can do, well, any any kind of alert that you could possibly think of, actually. I mean, there's yeah. the, medical alerts, seizures, right. that right. kind of there's thing. There's so many yes. allergies. There's lots of different things right. that we can train a dog for. So um, everything is done by, by medical need, and um, those dogs will go on to support the veteran for the life of the dog. So what is the... I guess the time frame from start to, I, I guess there's no finish really, but start to finish where, you know, the you have the puppy and then the training that's involved. How long does it take before a veteran is able to get their dog? So from puppy to the, to the time they're born until the, the veteran, the veteran gets their dog is about a year. Because you got to get through that that Velociraptor puppy phase. Uh, <laughs> Just a year. I mean, everybody goes through it. Every dog goes through it. It's, it really yeah. is a thing. It's you know anywhere from um, you know three three to sixteen months, where the dog is just learning how to be a dog, and then from there they're learning how to to serve. So we only use labs. So we we have like she said we have eight labs and. Right now, they are in the phase of becoming out of that. They're coming out of the kennel phase, and go, we're going to be going into a phase where they will be fostered in a home for the next six to seven months, uh, just learning uh, basic obedience and just, ha- you know, house training, things like that. So, um, you know, because if they're not in the home, the kennel's not a really good place to be training that kind of, you know, uh, in-home type stuff. Obviously, it's not a home at all. It's, it's it's you know, it's a kennel. Right. We believe in exposure. So, right. <laughs> Exposing these dogs to everything because oh, yeah. they're going to be involved in everything. <laughs> you know, Ian mentioned we only use labs, and there's a reason we chose labs. You know, there's no stigma for a Labrador Retriever. Um, There's a stigma for for, uh, a shepherd. There's some stigma for pits. Those are all great dogs, and we believe that they can bring value to a veteran. But for our program, we've chosen labs just because those are easy to get along with, and uh, they have great temperaments, and and the public is not scared with them. I have (laughs) two. Yeah, labs are the best, for sure. I have a Shetland sheepdog too. He's actually my favorite. <laughs> we have, we I won't personally tell them. <laughs> have dogs of other breeds too, but we uh, our, our hearts yeah. are out for labs. <laughs> yeah, Buddy, Buddy himself Absolutely. is a mixed breed, you know. So he's he's a Rottweiler right. and a lab mix. So yeah. So now these eight puppies are they all spoken they for? They are not. So right now we're taking applications okay. and we're we're vetting veterans <laughs> <laughs> and just getting the process rolling so that when we're when they're out of their foster phase we're ready to start the training and get them in home with their their veterans. See the first phase that the veteran faces when they get the dog is is a training phase, right? Where they're learning the dog, they're learning how to train themselves, they're learning how to become a handler and they are just learning to um to accept the dog uh, and trust the dog, right? So there's a there's a tremendous yeah. amount of trust that that this dog is going to uh, you know do what he need you know whatever the veteran needs to do, and it'll be a good experience. 
And, and the design of the program is kind of based around what a military service member goes through during their active duty. Um, you know, they have tools and weapons that they're using that they, what's called PMCS. They make sure it's in top working condition. They make sure they've trained up with it. And we take that same model and apply it to our program so that these veterans know their their dog inside and out. They know what kind of training they've done with it and they know where they are falling short so that they can come to us and, and make sure that we're helping fill in those gaps. We want to make sure that the dogs that we're giving to them aren't causing PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> right. Making yeah, it worse. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever had an issue where they just didn't connect at all? Of course. I mean, a handler and a dog. run into that problem? I'm sorry. A, a handler and a dog, they have to connect. And, and if, if you don't connect mm -hmm. with that dog, there's another dog you will connect with. It's just like anything right. else and anybody else. Um, sometimes personalities clash and that's, that's just something you have to get over and, and mitigate, you know, as, as it comes along. The interesting thing is all of our pups are showing us their personalities right now. We've got one that absolutely loves a ball. We've got another one that couldn't care less about a ball. Right. And so it's, it's interesting <laughs> um, to see their different personalities, what their skill sets are, what their interests are. And, and the drive is going to be what connects them to a veteran. And uh, so we're really looking forward to meeting our veterans and getting them plugged into the program and, and, and making those connections with their dog. So that's a great segue. How are these veterans finding you? So right now it's been word of mouth. Um, and, and our program is just in its infancy, right? Um, we just started mm -hmm. it. It's a big deal. There's a whole infrastructure that has had to be created. And so every single day we're adding a new piece, um, whether it be little or small. And the veterans are finding us by word of mouth, uh, primarily. We do need more. And anyway, anyway, somebody can, you know, get to us. And, and we do have a, we do have a, a Facebook page where, where you can, you can mm -hmm. uh, connect with us as well, but we're going to start, you know, I, we're planning a drive, you know, a veteran type of a drive to, to uh, get to know our veterans here in the area. And, um, and we make connections anywhere we go. Right. I mean, it, <laughs> your it, podcast is one of those great connections, right. but um, we're, me we're yes. chamber members yes. um, and we're also, mm -hmm. you know, uh, plugging into veterinary offices, leaving our flyers anywhere that will allow them to coffee shops, everything else. So, um, yeah, we love when people share the word about us. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. So you were talking about how when a veteran is outfitted with one of your dogs that they are not, they do not pay for anything, correct? Yeah, so they said? don't pay anything, not as monetarily as, anyway. So there is some buy-in from the veteran as far as responsibilities go to the organization and to the dog, right? Um, like training. Mm -hmm. So there's there's mandatory training that, that has to happen. There is um, going to be uh just things that they have to do um, in order to, you know, veterinary care. So they have to show up for their appointments. They have to. So we, we hold them accountable that way. But as far as monetarily, everything that we do is through, you know, our partners. So we make sure that they don't have to pay for veterinary care. We, they don't have to pay for food. They don't have to pay for gear. They don't have to pay for, for and, and we're, we're adding, we're trying to add a, another dimension where, you know, they would also get a, a, a a social worker for the life of the dog as well. Um, so to just to augment that, that mental health aspect of it, right? Because the dogs can do a mm -hmm. lot, but they can't speak. 
right? They can't tell the, the, you know, so social worker is going to be constantly monitoring what's going on, you know, scheduling things for them, you know, making sure things are going good. Not to mention, you know, none of our, we don't ever want one of our veterans living in a car with their dog, right? So there's a good chance that a veteran will come unstable during the 15 years that they have the dog. And during that time, we want to be there to help them through that. It is um, just one of, you know, many, many, many facets of what we do, but it's not just giving somebody a dog. It's, it's, it's a, right. it's a safety plan, yeah. you know, a comprehensive way of looking at, at, at the way we treat people in healthcare. And it's where our hearts are. It's where Buddies Buddies is. And it's really the way that, um, that we believe the world should work. And we're creating that world for ourselves. We'll be back with more from our guest. But now let's hear a word from our sponsor, Bill Harris Dealerships. At Bill Harris Dealerships, we are proud to be distinctly different. Always guided by our core values, we are committed to providing you with a top-rate experience every time you step through one of our doors. Our service and sales teams are staffed with automotive experts who love providing meaningful service to everyone who visits one of our three dealerships. So whether you're looking for a brand new Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or something from our always changing used inventory, you can depend on Bill Harris dealerships to always be there for you. That's amazing. So obviously there are a lot of moving parts here uh, and you've mentioned your partners. As the finances, is this coming from grant money or... Do you have underwriters? I mean, I know you mentioned partners, so I, could you give us a little more of an idea of how this so is funded? At the, at the current moment, um, it, it's been a lot of self-funding, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Like you're starting a new program. Right. So unfortunately, the system is what it is as far as uh, as far as nonprofits go. So 501c3s um, can be funded a lot of different ways, but a lot of people don't want to fund you until you've been into that that tax um, type of a situation where you are you are a 501c3, right? You're bona fide. You're you're, you know, they find you Mm -hmm. on their website, you know, type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, up until that point, um, you know, it's been a rocky road because we've done all this ourselves. And so it's been a lot of self-funding. There's been some fundraising going on where we have individual partners who have been very gracious to us. Um, but we tend to target, we are trying to target bigger bigger people in the field that want to do more work. And until we are, you know, our 501c3 status is sealed, I, I think that there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of self-funding going on there. And and that's okay. I mean, uh, uh, you got to start somewhere. And where else would I put my money, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's some hoops that have to be that's jumped right. through. But once you get that status, a lot of doors will open up for yes, you, I believe. We are always looking for new really? sources. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to supply um, to supply our funding, exactly. So I think you've probably said it already, but you know how how is being better connected or well connected in the Ashland community going to be beneficial for you? Oh my gosh, I mean, we're here to serve the people, right? And being and those connections are. You know, we want to be well known in the community for to be a place where people come to receive excellence and and that we aren't going to judge who you are. We're just going to do what we do. And those connections that we make, they are vital (laughs) 
the whole reason we started was the the number 22. There's 22 veterans a day who lose their battle with their mental health for one reason or another. And we want to see that number diminish. Now we are on a global scale, seeing that number smaller every few months, but it is, um, you know, how many veterans are in Richland and Ashland County? It's like 12,000. 12,000 between and, Ashland and Richland County and just alone. We yeah. want to reach as many of those 12,000 as we can um, to make sure that they have everything that they need to know that they're loved, they're valued, and we want them part of our, of our community. Yeah. Well, like I said, as a dog owner of three, I can't imagine my life without them. And I know what they do for my mental health. And I can only imagine what they would do for someone who needed it in a more vital way. I'll just put it that way. So what you're doing is is amazing. And I think it'll only, like I said, as as time goes on, I think your the doors will open even wider because this is a very important mission that you're on. And, and we want to be on this journey with you in any way we can. It's exciting. It is exciting. It is very exciting. And we need to come visit those puppies, too. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. <laughs> You're welcome to, uh, would love to help do out with some chores around the around the kennel, too. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. We always I'm kind of used to that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, we're going to start wrapping things up here. I do have, this is the lighthearted part of our show. We do our three-question lightning round, which is just a lot of fun. So... Don't get okay. too scared. Let's do it. We're ready. So we'll go ahead and do that next. <laughs> Here's my first question for you guys. If you could learn one professional skill overnight, what would it be? Finance, like management. <laughs> Speaking, <laughs> yeah, Speaking that be good? Spanish fluently. Speaking Spanish fluently. Awesome. Go. That's awesome. Okay, number two. What is the most disastrous meal you ever made? Oh goodness. I tried to make a chicken bread pudding once. It was it was like a savory bread pudding with chicken in it. It did don't try it. <laughs> I tried to make a beer can chicken Sounds, one time yeah. that ended up very, very raw. And uh I tried to kill everybody that was very raw. <laughs> in attendance. We tried to make a it was supposed to be some dessert. It was supposed to be like a Samoa cookie with with like pudding and stuff and of course my husband doesn't like to follow the recipe and it was soupy (laughs) it was awful it was awful we'll never do it again (laughs) so that's probably my biggest fail uh last question what movie character would you like to be friends with jiminy cricket <laughs> I feel like he's he would be a good pal to have along in life's journey sometime. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't take up much uh-uh. space either. <laughs> How about you, Ian? I have to say Iron Man. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, or just Robert Downey Jr. You there. Would, would suffice. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tony Stark, big fan. Yes. Love it. All right. Well, see how easy that was. So we're going to be wrapping up here. I want to thank our sponsor, Bill Harris Dealerships, for sponsoring the Ashland Connected podcast this year. Thank you to Ian and Holly for being our wonderful guests today. And thank you to our audience for listening in on Ashland Connected. Um, You can get your Ashland Connected episodes anywhere on 
that you listen to podcasts. You are also on our website, ashlandoh.com and ashlandconnected.com. And by the way, uh, let's talk about the Chamber's Safety Council program. Uh, If you're participating in our Safety Council program, it opens doors for huge Bureau of Workers' Compensation Savings, top quality safety training, and ultimately a safer workplace. The BWC encourages employers to constantly keep safety top of mind. They will give rebates for actively participating in our Safety Council program. So to uh, participate and get a rebate, you can enroll in the Safety Council by July 31st and attend a minimum of 10 safety trainings throughout the year. So if you're interested in learning more about our Ashland Safety Council, you can call our office at 419-281-4584 or email chamber at ashlandoh.com. And with that, I am Amy Dobbinsbeck signing off, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. This has been Ashland Connected. Catch more episodes monthly on ashlandconnected.com, ashlandoh.com, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Ashland Connected is brought to you by the Bill Harris dealerships in Ashland and Loudonville and by the Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce. The Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce is here to help Ashland businesses get connected to people, services, and benefits to help your business grow. For more information, call 419-281-4584 or visit ashlandoh.com for more information. This has been Ashland Connected, a service of the Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce, a Bryan Media production.